Hi everyone, welcome to another podcast episode of ADHD Energy Empress. So the last episode I was speaking about my diagnosis, I said I might add more things about that, nothing's come to mind just yet but I'm sure it will as we go along. This episode we're going to get into some TMI potentially, I'm going to talk about ADHD and sex. This is something that isn't talked about a whole lot. Um, I've just read a couple of books about this. I read After Dark by Ari Tuckman, and that book is really well regarded. Ari Tuckman is a sex therapist who talks particularly about sex and ADHD, and he talks about how it's really under-researched, and we need more people talking about this kind of stuff because ADHD impacts all areas of life and sex is apparently a very big area of life, um, so much so that some people consider it a fundamental human right, not to have sex with other people because that involves other people, but to be able to engage in sexual activity because it is a normal, natural human experience. Now, my experience with reading this book was that it was quite arduous to get through. I found that he repeated himself a lot, um, didn't get straight to the point, and it was a challenge for the ADHD brain. But I read it. I did start skimming the later chapters because he was just repeating himself. And early on in the book, he said, look, if you want to just go to the end of the chapter for the summary, that's fine. And I understand why he did that because it tended to waffle on just a little bit, but I do very much appreciate Ari Tuckman and the fact that he put out this survey. The entire book is based on a survey that he did with 3,000 couples where one of the couple had ADHD. So that's awesome that a, a large-ish study like that was conducted um, and discovered some things about ADHD couples. But the book itself was kind of going really into depth about that. Um, there were some things that I found helpful, but the book itself didn't go quite as deep as I would have liked it to. It didn't go into problem solving. It didn't go into the experience. And I found that a lot of it was almost kind of generalized to couples Um and experiences of being in long-term relationships. And there was a lot of, lot of overlap between just the everyday neurotypical experience and the neurodiverse ADHD experience, although it did touch on some additional challenges that you can have in ADHD relationships and communication and um, sexual experiences as well. But personally, I found it more interesting to have discussions in various ADHD Facebook groups and see people's personal experience with um, the internal aspect of um, like the mental aspect and the sensory aspect and the really bringing ADHD into um, focus within the sexual experience. At the very base level, there um, can be some differences in sex drive with ADHD. A lot of ADHD is fine. They have an extra high libido and they can hyper-focus on sex. They can use sex as a tool to get dopamine and adrenaline. Um, sex can be a risk-taking behavior or um, healthy and safe sex. 
done in exciting ways can um, address that ADHD desire for things that feel a bit more risky and exciting and get that adrenaline and dopamine flowing. But on the flip side, a lot of ADHDers also find that they have low libido as well. And I feel like that side of things is talked about a whole lot less. Now, when we start moving past that on the surface level, um, the desire and just frequency um, desire with ADHD, we can look at the reasons why as well. So it's kind of, I feel easier to see why um, the ADHDers who are drawn to more sexual activity are drawn to it because like I said, it's exciting. It feeds the need for dopamine and adrenaline. um, And there's that sensory input as well. But on the other side of things, those ADHDers who have a low sex drive might be experiencing issues um, due to their ADHD and that makes sex less enjoyable and therefore less fulfilling and therefore there's less desire to do it because there isn't as much payoff and it can even be distressing. Ari Tuckman's book only really briefly touched on that, the fact that ADHDers can get distracted during sex or can make impulsive comments um, and can get can get distracted by their thoughts and have kind of overthinking and get distracted by things in the room. But I want to share a little bit of my thoughts on that because yeah, while the book kind of touched on the kind of relationship aspects, touched on sex a little bit, I feel like there needs to be more discussion about how to create accommodations for ADHDers so that they can enjoy sexual activity. I have seen one video, one, it wasn't on TikTok, but it was on a Facebook reel, I guess you call it, about um, creating the environment for ADHDers to have sex. And that could be um, creating a room where not only are you getting rid of the distractions like the dripping tap or the ticking clock or a bright light that's annoying, but you're actually creating sensations that help the ADHD brain focus. This could mean mood lighting. It could mean having a nice scent filling the room. Um, It could mean having nice sensory fluffy blankets. It could mean having... Um, the TV on with something that's not distracting, but that is just adding to the environment. So like one of those fireplace videos or something like that, having some calming music on, really fueling up the senses so that when the ADHD brain wanders and ADHD brains are all different. Some of us are hyperactive, some some of us are inattentive, but particularly for the inattentive ones, This is essentially doing the same thing as I do when I put on a podcast when I'm driving or when people put on focus music when they are doing homework. It acts as a catch for the brain. So when the mind wanders, instead of wandering all over the place, it's got little things that grab focus and then you can pull back in. So I guess I'm going to add a little bit TMI here and share my experience, even though I'm a little bit nervous too, but I want to help people and 
you know, I'm hoping that my family and things don't listen to this podcast. I don't think they will. But let's get into it. So a lot of the issues that I've had, um, I thought that there was a problem with me. I thought that I had issues. I couldn't focus. I couldn't enjoy it. Sex is such a big part of our society and it's always portrayed as this great thing. Everyone enjoys it. Um, Everyone wants to have it. In movies, it's like, you know, the, there's a lot of build up to it. And then, you know, you know what it's like. Sex permeates our society. It's a normal human thing. So when you don't want to have it or you feel like you don't know how to enjoy it, it can make you feel disappointed, disconnected, a little bit broken. And I have confirmed that other people with similar experiences have felt this way as well. Why is it so difficult to enjoy? Why is it so difficult to focus? All these sorts of questions and, you know, what is wrong with me that it is so difficult and conditions have to be just right in order for it to be interesting, fulfilling, satisfying. And it turns out a lot of these things were just ADHD. And when I say just ADHD, I'm not dismissing the ADHD. I'm not saying, oh, okay, it's ADHD, so we just not worry about it. I mean, wow, once you can find the reason, the core for something, the label for something, that's when you can start to be more focused on problem solving and moving forward and you can find other people with similar experiences. So to realize that it's not a hundred tiny things that are broken about me, but it's just ADHD and my brain works differently is relieving and amazing. And from that point, there can still be a way to go, but to learn that there are things you can do can be very, very relieving. So I've mentioned creating an environment that is conducive to focusing and enjoying the experience when you have ADHD. Having those sensory aspects um, of sight, sound, smell, touch, and hearing. So music, a nice scent, um, something good to look at which may be your partner or a video or a fireplace image, some nice sensory things around you. And of course, you can even incorporate taste as well. Temperature is another thing to consider. Make sure the room is a temperature that you like. And there's also temperature play as well that you can look into. Exploring different ways to play around can also be really helpful for ADHD. There is a whole thing about ADHD and BDSM, um, which doesn't have to be anything extreme. It can definitely be on the more vanilla side of things, but bringing in sensory aspects in whatever way you're comfortable with and that suits you can help the ADHD brain to focus and stay interested and excited. And that could mean using blindfolds, tickly feathers, fluffy handcuffs, temperature play as mentioned, which could be ice or wax. Just be really careful. I'm not gonna give any advice about those things. You can look into it yourself. 
and then there's impact play as well just things to consider and these are things that I never really considered until I realized that doing things that feed the senses can be fun and interesting and really good for the brain and this is a really really common thing amongst ADHDs so it might be something worth considering worth looking into and just thinking what would you like to do what would help your brain focus what would help keep sexual experiences interesting and exciting for you remember those five motivators for the ADHD brain interest novelty challenge urgency and passion novelty is a really really massive one so changing things up trying new things that can be really helpful challenge and urgency there are even a bunch of different games you can play you can buy board games that are sex oriented or um kind of in that sort of vein to various levels like some can suggest things for you to try and others are just kind of flirty and help get you in the mood something that's really important to consider as well is that not everyone experiences spontaneous desire our society tends to have this huge focus on spontaneous desire which is where someone sees something sexy and then they feel an immediate response and they might then have the desire to have sex but a huge portion of our society especially women it can be women or men there is um, either gender fall into either categories here some men are have responsive desire and some women have spontaneous desire but generally more women experience responsive desire and responsive desire is where you need lots of little triggers to get in the mood and it's unlikely that you'll just experience spontaneous desire and suddenly want to have sex but you can choose to be open to having sex and be open to getting in the mood and from that point is where um, these little triggers start start to get you in the mood. It's also important to consider the, um, I can't remember what the theory is called. Emily Nagoski talks about it in her book, Come As You Are. And Ari Tuckman also mentioned it in his book, ADHD After Dark. But basically there's a brake pedal and a an acceleration pedal, spontaneous desire, um, they have a really sensitive accelerator and their brake is not uh, sensitive at all. For people with responsive desire, their accelerator might not be as sensitive or it might be, but the main thing is that the brake is a lot more sensitive. So if you're distracted with um, to-do lists or a noisy fan in the background or you're feeling emotionally disconnected to your partner all these things add up and they put pressure on the brake so a mistake that we make in our society is thinking that people with responsive desire just need to put their foot down on the accelerator more and think sexy thoughts and look at their sexy partner or whatever it might be and then they'll want to have sex more they'll enjoy it more that's not the case you actually need to take your foot off the brake and looking look at what it is that is pushing that brake down for you the other thing i want to mention as well that with adhd the brain has an interesting relationship with object permanence object permanence is something that we learn 
basically as toddlers we learn that if something goes out of our sight it still exists but with the ADHD brain even though we conceptually know that it's often a case of out of sight out of mind this can mean that um Sometimes people feel less connected to their partners when they're not present. This is why sometimes people forget to catch up with their friends because on a really minute level, they kind of forget their friends exist because the ADHD brain is just so focused on what is in front of it at the time. Doesn't mean we don't care. But I want to bring in this other suggestion as well that because of this lack of object permanence, Sometimes, I think it really ties in with memory as well with ADHD. Um, Apparently, the ADHD brain is a lot more likely to remember things it has seen. But there's an interesting phenomenon where, um, say it's the day after having sex, the ADHD brain kind of forgets to a degree, and this is not for everyone, this is just some people, but you might forget the details. You might forget why it was so great you might experience what's called a dopamine droop that can happen right after sex not just for ADHD but for a lot of women in particular because your dopamine gets spiked during sex and then afterwards as the dopamine comes back down women can be really sensitive to that and ADHD is a quite sensitive to changes in neurochemicals and hormones as well so that means that basically you can feel really good and then as the dopamine drops off you can feel sad and devastated or um, shame guilt all these feelings can come up and that's just basically a response to the change in neurotransmitters and hormones so that's important to remember that if you experience that kind of thing you're not broken it's not you there's no problem with your relationship or with what happened it's just a response in the body that then the brain is trying to interpret with all these thoughts and give meaning to it if you can avoid giving meaning and overthinking it you can just let it be as it is and then it doesn't compound into any secondary problems so that's just something to keep in mind but I also find that um, for those ADHDers who have low desire Sometimes you can think, well, I had, I had sex. What's the point in doing it again? And this is an ADHD thing that happens with anything because our brain doesn't release dopamine in the same way other brains do. Neurotypical brains will release dopamine in anticipation of an event that is going to happen sometime in future, whereas the ADHD brain is really focused on instant dopamine rewards. I've mentioned this before that I've found this happens with doing fun activities in my life if I've done it before I'm not so interested in doing it again because I can picture it in my mind and I think well I already did that and I think this is part of this is because of the ADHD brain seeking novelty I will wait a long time before going back to a certain place because it's not exciting and novel anymore I'll wait longer than I probably should to go back to roller skating because it's not exciting it's not new it's not something really fun and different but there are those other aspects of ADHD motivation that we can think about like interest and passion and challenge challenge might not be relevant for sex but more for things like rollerblading um but in terms of sex remembering that it is so 
passion filled and it can be really interesting and making it fun and it's a time to relax and switch off from the everyday world and potentially connect with another human being and just be as you are release the demands of everyday life and the thing about the ADHD brain is it doesn't respond well to demands but we can put these demands and pressures on ourselves. So there can be a lot of kind of relevant issues that can come up in regards to sex because we can feel that there are demands placed on us in certain ways. So it's important to look at that. And it if you feel like this kind of thing is coming up for you, that you're putting demands on yourself or you're overthinking or you have um, – some issues or complexes that seem to be coming up repeatedly in regards to sex it could help to talk to a sex therapist um, hopefully that is aware of ADHD or maybe talk to an ADHD coach who has experience either personally or with clients um, because it can really help to talk to other people and get a different perspective and work through some of the thoughts that may be popping up as well. But for those of you who do experience low desire, that's kind of, that's relevant. If you're having any thoughts that come up, that's going to be putting your foot on the brake. If you have that responsive desire aspect, it's going to put you off wanting to have sex or from enjoying sex. It might make you overthink things. And it will make it feel less worthwhile and you might be less open to getting in the mood as well. I think it can really help to consider your mindset and attitude towards sex. And this is something that I've uh, kind of been through and I've worked through to a degree. Just in the same way as this year, I was really working towards changing my mindset around winter because I was aware that... um, there was a voice in my head that would say, oh, the dark, the darkness is closing in and uh, I would freak out about the shorter days and really be focusing on the negative. So I had to work through that and start focusing on all the amazing positive things of the winter and um, I spoke to lots of people through that and asked them what they like about winter and spoke to a lot of people who are actually excited and looking forward to the winter which is kind of crazy to me and people who moved to um, the state where I live because they wanted to experience the seasons and also going and staying in a place that um, is always sunny and always has 12 hours a day last year um, kind of made me realize that it's nice to have the different seasons it's nice to not just be hot all the time it's nice to be able to wear different clothes and made me understand when people were saying oh it's nice to put on cozy socks and have a hot water bottle so shifting that to say well I get to do this I don't have to do this I can enjoy the winter and another thing I need to work on is my mindset around cold water I've had several people talk about the benefits of cold water therapy lately and I know the benefits of cold water therapy but I notice my reaction to it when I see people swimming in the cold or when I think about going in the cold water my face actually scrunches up and there are automatic thoughts that happen that are negative about it so that's something to work on and change and those are two little tangents but I'm kind of giving the example 
to show that sometimes we don't notice the way that we're thinking. Sometimes we don't realize that it's a choice. So for me, for a long time, I closed off to sex. I don't think it's really a necessary thing for humans to do. I'm happy to live without it. I'd be proud that I don't need it and that I don't have to waste my time doing that kind of thing because there are other things that are more productive. But do you see how that's not really necessarily the best mindset to have and it's fine if you have that mindset but on the other side of things sex is really healthy it's like I said a time to slow down and shut out the outside world and um, not worry about to-do lists or demands and to potentially connect with another human being or at least to connect with yourself and just focus on pleasure and well-being and in general I do not um, prioritize pleasure I don't value it as someone who's ADHD I really value productivity and novelty and challenge and I don't really value or prioritize fun in itself fun for me has to be novelty or challenge um but you know if I sit down and think about it obviously I'm going to say fun and pleasure are both really important things but I can feel it within myself that they aren't that high on my priorities list and I'm changing that and it's definitely the time to change that. Um, There's a massive movement around self-care and pleasure and body positivity and self-esteem and sex positivity Um, in, you know, it's 2023, women are really focusing on these things and shifting these things. And talking about these things more openly. And it is honestly so healthy to look after ourselves in these ways. Sex itself has lots of physical health benefits as well. Um, It's really good for the body. It's good for the brain chemicals. It's good for your heart. I don't know off the top of my head all the science he thinks that's good for it good for you but I think it also keeps you young in a lot of ways and while you are young whatever age you are at listening to this you are young you're as young as you're ever going to be it's a really good time to look after yourself and be healthy and well in as many ways you can and as best as possible like we only have this one life we want to enjoy it and make the most of it in as many ways as possible and this is one way that it's possible to have fun and pleasure and enjoyment wherever you are probably not in public but um, wherever you go whether you're at home or on holiday you don't need a whole lot of stuff to do it it doesn't cost a whole lot of money you can do it as often as you want and physically can it will improve your health it will improve your fitness it will improve your mood it will improve your connection it will improve your oxytocin levels and your um brain chemicals and could improve even your executive functioning I suppose because it's improving those chemicals so there are just so many benefits to doing it in whatever way suits you and I really hope that this podcast episode has given a few tips and tricks to help you enjoy it more it definitely is possible even if it's a bit of a struggle even if there's some trial and error even if it's not always 
amazing. Even if you don't always get to the end goal, it can be pleasurable along the way. So uh, what I was going to say before about um, health as well, keeping yourself young and healthy. Um, the Ari Tuckman's book, what was really interesting was a lot of the ages as well and to hear about people who were still enjoying sex and sensual sexy time with their partner in their 60s and 70s um well I think Ari Tuckman only asked for age 60 and above and then afterwards he realized he should have put more categories in because he didn't realize that there would be such a broad range of older people taking his survey but it's wonderful to see that people are still connecting and enjoying themselves in that way when they're older I remember when I was a teenager and my mum came home and told me that our neighbours who are in their 90s still have sex and I really didn't want to hear that but hearing that now I'm kind of impressed maybe don't I'm sorry if you guys are visual like me I didn't mean to put a visual in your head but it's nice to see that people aren't just saying their life is over when they hit 60 in whatever way that may be like I see a lot of people um older people on Instagram and people sharing like motivational videos of people who've reached success later in life, people who still believe in dressing in fun, unique ways, um, people who still do ballet or dancing or gymnastics or whatever their passion is, like well into late in their life. People like David Attenborough, who um, is in his 90s and Jane Goodall as well um, still speaking out about their passion um, just throughout their life because life doesn't end when you hit a certain age and I find those people really impressive and that's really beautiful to know that life can be long and enjoyable um, so yeah reading in Ari Tuckman's book ADHD After Dark about these couples who are still sharing their love and intimacy with each other and he also pointed out that when you're older um, you can still be fit and healthy enough but there might be extra considerations like how hips move you might need to be a little bit more careful in certain ways so it made me think it's really good to make the most of the now whatever age you are at because your body is beautiful and um, doing things that are healthy for it will keep it fit and healthy, will help it get healthier, um, will help you stay flexible and there's no time like the present. Like I was saying before, you only get this one life so you might as well enjoy it in as many ways as you can. Doing the things now, whether it be sex or fitness or um, a certain passion of yours, doing it now will train your body and help you be able to continue it for a long time throughout your life or, or at least will give you the best chances of doing that. These women on Instagram, um, older ladies who have done ballet their whole life or have done um, gymnastics their whole life and still doing it into their 80s is just a beautiful, amazing thing and shows what is possible for the human body and what is possible for your life. So that's just another side note, another little reason I want to give you because the ADHD brain, you know, 
I think it likes to know reasons why it likes to have good motivation um because if we don't see the point in something we're definitely not going to do it but you may not have needed convincing anyway you may just listen to this for the tips on how to make it better how to focus more um i know i haven't really gone into the hyper focusing on it side of things if you feel like you're hyper focused on sex and you don't have as much control over that as you would like I don't really have advice for you because that's not me but I'm sure you can find support through going and talking to some kind of therapist if you feel like it's that extreme or just by talking to communities on reddit or facebook or having a bit of a google as to what might help you there um but either way I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode and I'm going to stop now because 30 minutes is enough for my episodes and I've said all I can think of saying for today. Um, if you want to tag me, if you want to contact me and say anything, if you want to share comments, you can do that. I'm at marley.darling on Instagram and TikTok and if you want to like this or share this or leave a review, um, share it with someone who could benefit from it. That would be great because a lot of people have ADHD and together we can all help improve each other's lives, really uplift each other. Um, ADHD can be a beautiful thing. We are amazing people. You are an amazing person. And I just want to see us all flourish and really enjoy our beautiful, wonderful lives. So have a lovely day. I hope you experience fun and pleasure in whatever way and shape and form that happens today and I will talk to you next week in the next episode. Bye!